Quiet, please. You're listening to Birdies and Bogies, hosted by Jordan Bloxham and Weston Mon, bringing you Golf's Week in Review, recapping your favorite tournaments with professional insight from their perspective. Now, quiet, please. Here's your hosts, Jordan and Weston. Weston. Hello, Jordan. Hello. It's been a while. Well, we've talked, but we haven't talked. We've talked. We've seen each other. I know. (laughs) Just uh, not been able to put it on tape. Uh, yeah, so we got a few things to go over today, which will be fun. Yeah, it's good. I mean, you there's a couple things, just a brief synopsis of what what went on while we were gone. Uh, Matthew yeah. Patrick beat Jordan Spieth in a mm. in a playoff at the RBC. Uh, Taylor Gooch won his first time on Live. Uh, yeah. We'll get to what he did this this last week because they went back, back <laughs> and, and the, that was kind of crazy because uh, they did it in Adelaide, Australia, and, and the Australians showed out for that tournament. It was packed. that looked like a party, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and loud and, and it. Their excitement rivaled even the stadium hall yeah. at uh, the waste management. That was <laughs> something else. But it just tells you that, like, how excited they are. For well, golf, yeah, Australians right? are just as crazy as Arizonians. So yep. they they <laughs> wanted their golf, and, and they came out because there was a, a pro golf event. Heck yeah. Uh, in this week's, there wasn't as many in Singapore, as big of a crowd, but... The crowd in Singapore was definitely bigger than the one in Mexico. <laughs> it was light, definitely. light, lightweight. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, did we? No, because there was a, there was a major for the, the women. And oh, I think it was Lila Vu. Yeah, the Chevron. They moved to Houston instead of Palm Springs. So, yeah, that's that's kind of the gist of it. Uh, we finally have good weather here in Utah. It's 85. Oh, my gosh, it's amazing. Now, today, now. today was glorious. Yeah. <laughs> now we just got to hope that all of our rivers and <laughs> reservoirs and basins can hold all the water it's <laughs> bringing. Um, yeah, it is flooding many a place. Yes. But... Other than that, we have uh, our boy, Utah boy, Tony Finau, wins in Mexico. Yes. For a sixth career win. It's fourth in the last year, I think is what they That's said. Hot. Yeah, he's been. Yeah. There's, there's there's a few of those guys that have been, been on rolls, but. And that's that's that surprised me. Like I I didn't realize he'd won four times in the last. Yeah, I think it's year, year or so plus. Yeah, year or so. Yeah. Um, but that's like that's intense. Like he's finding his groove. He's 
playing some consistent golf and yes. yeah, he's he's just every win makes him even more and more of a threat, which is crazy. It's not like he snuck one in there. It's like it just makes him more powerful. Yes. The only bad part about it is, and they were saying this a little bit, that is as he's gotten these wins, his performances in majors is actually fallen off a little bit. So not exactly the, the trend you want, but um, hopefully he can get one of those. Well, let me pose you a, a good question here. You have a career on the PGA tour where you win one tournament and it happens to be a major or you win 10 regular PGA tournaments and no majors. What do you take? Which one is it? Do I get to, do I get to choose? <laughs> you have to choose. Uh, you have I, to choose. No, Pick do I poison. get it? But do I get to choose which? Uh, which tournaments you win? No, which? Sure. Which major? Which major is oh, it? Yeah. Tell me which major it is. It doesn't matter. You you pick the major you want you want to win. Let's let's do the um, the uh, the British Open. I still think if it's if it's ten to one, then I think you got to take the ten. You got to take the ten. You got right? to. Totally. Because, but, but I'm guessing if it's the Masters, like, then you're hesitant. Nah, if I mean the U.S. Open, the Masters, British, I still think you take the ten because look at the people that have won, right? One major, and that's it. Yeah, and that's you don't know who they are. They're anymore. like, oh, that that was a fluke, right? It wasn't like it was. They're still a major champion. Right, but it's not. Yeah, I think you got to take the ten. That shows. I do longevity. Yeah, yeah, longevity and and sustainability. I mean, maybe that'll be Tony's career. I don't know. Do you miss every cut in the major and ten wins? That's a different story. We're getting into (laughs) some deep. We're getting into some deep territory. But if you do win ten tournaments over your career, and let's say your career is. 10 years long before you kind of burn out and can't keep up with the young guns. Right. Which seems like a generous span. Um, You're winning at least one a year, which means you're probably going to be invited to every major every year. Yeah. And you're going to, yeah. So yeah, you got to take the 10 wins. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, You got to take the 10 wins. So Yeah. yeah, it's a, it's a big deal. Like I said, getting a six win, doing it like I said and I don't think he's slowing down because he's hitting the ball really good right now like I said it all comes down to his putter and his putter was on this this week although he was I don't what was he strokes gain I didn't even look at that I was gonna take a look he he was tied for first in strokes getting T to green so his ball striking was just stellar all he was strokes right. putting, he was he was good. Eight four point eight six. The thing about it is is if you look at this and it was a low I, whether it was it rained a little bit, so it got a little softer because they were talking that mm-hmm. John Rom at twenty one under actually bested his score last year by four. 
<laughs> so yeah it was it was it a, was a little bit friendlier conditions yeah birdie fast yeah and that's that's okay because everybody's got to play the same course but um man it oh, really yeah. lets you attack it does <clears throat> it was there and the rough wasn't super long unless you missed it like way out but yeah yeah 24 under i mean it this is Solid. pretty crazy. He was 11th in driving distance at 329 yards. Okay, so he's bombing it. But he's also 11th in accuracy. Yeah. So that's why his strokes gained Tita Green was so sick. Because yeah. he was literally hitting every fairway and uh, and crushing it. So yeah. if and you're doing that... Like makes I said, I watched, the la- I watched the last day in the... I think there was three fairways that he missed that were just barely off the fairway. So yeah, it's not like he was missing it by a wide margin. Um, but yeah, that shoots a bogey free 66 beats the world current world number one by a shot. Um, so I think that was big for him to go head to head with John Rahm in the final pairing and well, final threesome with Akshay Bhatia. Yeah in that group as well, well but yeah. going head to head with John Rahm and kind of standing up to that test is is big or was big it for is him. it is because that's a lot of pressure um John Rahm is an amazing player this is a future hall of famer and he's got many more majors and wins in him for sure and so for him to do that shoot 66 against his 67 and then ultimately win the tournament by three yeah like it was just a foregone conclusion with three holes to go like this is over and uh 18 really meant nothing for john because there was no way for him to catch him yeah it was it was definitely um, not gonna be be tracking him down but yeah big one for him like say Moves him almost in the top ten, which is it's it's kind of surprising, right? But it tells you how he's kind of had a couple of slumps within in these that he isn't mm-hmm. in the top ten in the world. But um, yeah, hitting eighty one percent of the greens in regulation and tied second in scrambling. So when he was missing a green, he was he was getting up and down fairly regularly. Yeah. Well, and you said that three bogeys for the entire week. Yeah, one That's for the weekend. Scrambling your, yeah, your boat off. That's awesome. That's good stuff. Um, and then, you know, his. So I guess he's now, and you see his his family with him at all these tournaments. He's homeschooling his kids and taking them on the road mm-hmm. with him. Um, but they had the post after where. He just won <laughs> he took his kids out and they played the par three and he caddied for him. Uh, dude's a family yeah. man. And like I said, he's taken a bunch of flack for it. Um, I was actually talking to the mom, yeah. of one, one of my students, and we were talking about that. And I'm like, you know, he may just be more comfortable, right? That's, that's part of yeah. his identity is his family. So I think, Oh, totally. Is. Them being well, and them being on the road with him is actually a better spot <laughs> for oh, them yeah. to be with. Absolutely, with it's not and, a distraction. And it, I mean, I don't have 
too much familiarity with the Polynesian culture, but there is one thing I do know is like family is everything yes. in, in the Polynesian culture. They're like, everyone's their brother and everyone's their cousin and they all know each other. Like they really do connect and take care of each other as a community. And even my personal experiences with Tony, where I was an assistant pro at a course where he practiced as a teenager, like his dad was always there or his or uncle or family or his brother was there practicing with him. Like they were always there uh, supporting each other. And then actually just, uh, what was it last, last fall, you know, and this is where, where there's no cameras or anything. Um, you know, me, me and my daughter went to go practice at a little practice facility and Tony was there with his son, like actually working on his putting with him. And so he, he actually does take those time to work with his own son and teach him golf. And, um, yeah, he's, he's actually really invested in his kids and like, that's probably the most admirable aspect of who he is. Yeah, for sure. So dude's a family man and I think it's it's been better. It's not a it's not a hindrance for him to have it. I think he just no. he had to get over the the nice guy. I think he was too nice and now I think he's finally got when he when he kind of backdoored the one and then he went back to back and the next one he actually just like absolutely crushed in the final round yeah i think he finally said oh this yeah. is fun he's like i can still be a nice guy and a just absolute killer on the course <laughs> right well and that's exactly what he was here you know and um like no better way to just put your stamp on something than to win by three over world number one. So it's, it's impressive. It is very impressive. Um, Now back to live. They had back-to-back weeks for tournaments yeah. in Singapore. And uh, it was like deja vu and like Groundhog day. Taylor Gooch wins again, goes back to back outlast Sergio yeah. in a playoff. Um, I think it was just it was just a one hole playoff. So I'd outlast is maybe a little too much of a word, but you know, so dramatic. It, it gets it done. Um, played solid. I watched uh, the end of it. I went to a movie and came back and watched like the last four ish holes um, on the app because it wasn't on the CW till a a re a delayed air um, the next day. So, I mean, he played solid. Like, didn't miss many fairways. It was just the solid ball striking thing. So, good day for him. And back-to-back uh, mm-hmm. $4 million paychecks, which brings his total. Eight mil in eight days. Eight, yeah. <laughs> Pretty Pretty much. Um, and then brings his total earnings on the live tour to 19 million. Yowzas. <laughs> and I think. His, I would say that his, was a solid financial decision. Yeah. And, you know, depending on what you got, right? Maybe 50, even if you got 50, the 50 to 60 okay. to go over at plus 19. And his total earnings on the PJ tour were 9.2 to date yeah man so yeah good 
good decision for him for sure. Um, now I'd let's get into it. yeah, and now they're back in the states in next week, the twelfth through the fourteenth, over Mother's Day weekend in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how the crowds are there. It's uh, Gooch is back. Gooch is back to where he played some college golf. So. Well, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it's how that plays out with uh with the crowds there. Uh now onto the fun stuff. Equipment news. You went to a very cold demo day. Uh yeah. I was not when I was watching your Instagram post, I was like, oh, that looks cold. <laughs> I was in 85 yeah, degree it was weather like, in, in Vegas at the time. So yeah, it was 42 degrees and cloudy and windy and just nasty. Um, and some fun tidbits. Uh, I actually tried the Callaway Triple Diamond. I don't, it, it wasn't like an S or a T or a D or anything with a letter on it. It was just the Triple Diamond. Um, it looked good. I was actually surprised at how it looked at good, how good it looked at setup. Um, usually to me, Callaways are kind of hit and miss on how they look when you set it up, but this one looked yeah. good. I you got the a good one. And it, yeah. <laughs> you got a good one because they it, tend well, to look closed. Good. They tend to look closed to me. Oh, so it, uh, it sounded good. It felt good. I put a, um, there was like a Ventus Black 7X on hand. So I just threw that in and it had really good flight to it. Um, I thought that was a bonus or to a highlight to the event. Um, I did try the stealth 2.0 and it was, um, I don't know if it was far giving, but it was very much like the prior one. So that they had a six TR black, a six X and they threw that in there and I was like, yeah, I felt good. So um, I thought that was fine. And then uh, Titleist had the Vokey T-Grind on hand. And so I was kind of dinking around with that. That was just such a fun wedge. And also, um, you know, a segue into being in Tony's bag. So we'll get to that in the what's in the bag section. But yeah, um, a lot of good equipment out there. Uh, the T-Grind really is amazing. And uh yeah, some fun stuff. So if you haven't had a chance to try out the new equipment, um, take that opportunity. Yeah, it's, it's demo day season. So yeah, get a, mm-hmm. get on that. Um, and then I just saw this today when you posted this. I was like, oh, there's that. And Adam's Golf is returning. And I actually saw a little preview ad for it. That uh, Yeah. But I don't know much about it. You've probably done some a little bit more leg work. A little uh, bit, a little bit, not much. The, the biggest thing is that Adams is coming back after seven or eight year hiatus. Um, essentially, TaylorMade bought Adams and consumed a lot of their intellectual property and incorporated it into their golf club design. Yep. Um, Adams really was on the forefront of a lot of cool aspects of design technology, whether it was forgiveness at the lower face of the driver or aerodynamics. And so TaylorMade bought that essentially owning the IP, being able to incorporate that in their mainline stuff. And then they killed 
the uh the brand altogether and i think some of that was around economic difficult times and taylor made needing to actually be a profitable company <laughs> so they had to downsize in some capacities um but uh that said they're back and this is not a brand to compete with taylor made essentially there is the tour brand and high-end line and now we have quality clubs uh, built for a direct consumer role so this is them kind of looking to make more money in the investment of product because as you all know selling to a middleman that then sells to your end customer you don't make as much margin as if you sell directly to the consumer so this d2c should be a, a great way for them to segue into some different uh, areas of the market that they're not able to with tailor-made yeah i mean they still do sell direct to consumer with their tailor-made brand um yeah but it's it's a sore subject because you direct to consumer something with a box set i direct to consumer great go yeah. for it which is kind of what they're doing with sounds like what they're doing with the adams brand yeah. but when you go direct to consumer you're cutting out the legs of the people that basically promote your brand on a day-to-day basis yeah. in the golf shop so i don't i don't get why i mean i get why companies do it but i also don't see why they do it and Tideless does, but they do it the best. You actually, they sell it their MSRP pricing online, mm-hmm. where in a golf shop you can get it for their map pricing. So they do oh, sell. They the, do. There's only a, a few things they sell, and it's golf balls. They don't sell any golf clubs online. Tideless, yeah, they do. You can get them online. They, it looks like it. Uh, I went in there and Vokey and I was like, hey, let me see if I can order a T-grind wedge. And I went through this whole selection process and says, print it out and give it to your local Titleist contact and he'll order it for you. <laughs> I swear you could. That... Let me check that. I swear you could. Let me see. We're going to do a live testing here, but test. I'm pretty sure that you can you can buy online let's see maybe you can't anymore Mm. we're gonna we're going to test this, see if I can buy a TSR2 driver. Oh, you can now. You can uh, buy clubs. You've been able to. Mm, I am I am proven wrong. Yeah, I just <laughs> built a whole set of T100s, and it's going to let me check out yeah. at a uh, tour or not, at a full MSRP of $1,568. Yeah, so they that's where they... They do it. They usually go MSRP where some of the other companies go map. So they're directly pe- mm-hmm. competing with their <laughs> the people that they sell to their secondary market, um, mm-hmm. which is brilliant because if somebody's going to buy it online, 
they're not going to make, they're actually going to make more money, <laughs> way mm -hmm. more money. Right. Uh, so, but yeah, direct to consumer, Adam's golf is back. Like I said, after they kind of pillaged all the, the patents that Adam's had to put them in to good use and to intend made clubs. Now they're back and bringing a, a name back that people recognize, which I think is the big thing. Yeah. And it looks, it has some similar um, look to some of the last Adams drivers products, but they're still using good technology. So, yeah, it'll, I said that beginner set will be, be great. So now let's get into what Tony was playing to win in Mexico. Ooh. Like I said, this is, I don't think this is, this is a little different. I think we went through this. I can't remember when we went through this, um, but he's playing the ping G2425. So I hasn't switched over mm -hmm. to the G430. Um, don't know what the reason for that is, um, but he did, is in the, I don't, can't remember. He switched to the Diamana because he used to play the Acra Shaft. Yeah. But he's in the Diamante D plus 70 TX. Mm -hmm. um, and he's turned down the the LST to seven and a half degrees, which is beastie. Um, yeah. My guess he just likes it. The weightings, it's a little bit heavier than the, the G430. Um, maybe easier yeah. and sits a little bit better. Um, yeah. But then, but then in his three wood, he goes to the Paradigm Triple Diamond T, which if their Triple Diamond is anything like their Rogue yeah. Triple Diamond T, he's is a beaut, Clark. It is. <laughs> yeah, that's um, such a good three wood. And that's basically what he was playing prior. He was playing the Rogue, and then mm -hmm. he switched it out to the Trip Diamond Paradigm. So he loves that Callaway three wood. Yeah, and then he goes his trusty... Nike Vapor Fly Pro mm -hmm. in the three iron, and then um, and he plays the tour, the graphite design tour ADD DI 105 mm -hmm. hybrid X flex, and then the ping blueprints four through pitching wedge. Yeah, he plays the Nippon Modus three tour 120 X's in, and then he goes into. The wedges he goes to the glide 4.0, which is the new oh, glide wedge, and it's 50 and 56, both in the just their standard grind, and then goes into the wedge. The, <laughs> the one wedge. and only wedge. Yeah, the T greatest right? wedge. I'd say over the last three years, it is the most winning 60 degree wedge. It is for sure. There's we've mentioned this quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, and Tito has even mentioned in a recent article around what's happening on tour, and obviously Tony winning with this, but the wedge has been used to win four other tournaments on the PGA Tour just in this calendar year, so it's pretty awesome. It is, and then he has his uh, Ping Pedley Answer 2D prototype. Yeah. Um, prototype, in Ping's case, means you can't get it. <laughs> There's some prototypes that they'll release, but yeah, you can't get this one. Yeah. 
This one's the wider. It's a little bit wider. Yeah. Soul to it. There, um, there is something unique about his putter, though. Um, and if you ever get a chance to look at the images of it, there is a um, a pretty cool thing that he did to his putter. And this is a putter technology aspect that most people may or may not realize. And sometimes putter designers design putters without this. And to me, it does look odd, but it happens. Um, putters with a plumber's neck have a notch just at the base of the neck um, running uh, as it connects to it horseshoes up and it connects to the top line of the putter. Uh, this notch is not just an aesthetic thing. Um, it's not just something that is supposed to look pretty or, you know, lack of whatever. It is a visual cue to help you make sure your eyes are over the ball. Cause if you can't see that notch and it's blocked by the neck, then your eyes are too far inside the ball. Well, and he, I uh, guarantee he can't see the notch. <laughs> he puts a white paint line on his notch specifically so he can see it. So hopefully he can. Uh, we might have to pull up some pictures of Tony. Uh, yeah, he's <laughs> maybe he isn't, but with how he sits, I'm like, with where he's oh maybe he's got it tilted enough that he can see it. Yeah, he could be could be toe up. He, oh, he, he's toe up. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, I, it's a, it sits at about a, a thirty to twenty five thirty degree angle. <laughs> but there is a reason he painted the notch white. So he uh, he needs to see it so he knows that he's not too far far away from it because i guess maybe that's his tendency his tendency is to line up with the ball pretty far outside and his stroke might get off uh off plane or just feel wonky but um but yeah and he actually plays the titleist pro v1 left dot not left dash mm, yeah so the left at dot actually spins a little bit more so it's it it does a lower flying, higher spinning golf ball. And also, did you catch that Tony wasn't putting the claw? Wait a second here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did I miss that? Dang. Was he? Good catch, sir. Let's see. They've got to be showing. They've got to show him putt. Right? From the shots of the week. You've got to, yeah. One of them's got to be him rolling the rock. Nope. Maybe we won't get to see him. He has been putting the claw for quite some time, and I believe I saw him not using the claw. Let's see. It's hard to, I mean, it is hard to find video because the PGA tour wants to protect every dang thing <laughs> that yeah. they can. Let's see. They've got to throw it in his highlights. Let's find it here. But that was a good catch. Like I said, I didn't but now you like now that you say it, I actually think you're Right. Yeah. Um, 
I, I got him putting with no claw. And so, which is, which is good, which is a step yeah. in the right direction. <laughs> hey, if you're a anti-claw guy, no, the thing is, is this is his putter was built at 37 inches. And mm-hmm. when you're in a claw setup, you can, you have to stand taller given the, the biomechanics of your wrist and right. how you have to wrap your arm under. And so that's why that putter was so long. And if you watch him putting over Mexico, he's gripped all the way to the uh, bottom of his grip. And he's got like an extra two to three inches above his hands. And, um, and yeah, he's, he's definitely a little bit bent over, but, um, but yeah, he is, he is not clawing it. He's not clawing it. And he's actually, yeah, he's, he's, he's a little more, more bent over. So he doesn't mm-hmm. quite, even though his heels off the ground, it actually is sitting like his, the butt of his putter is actually more towards his belly. Yeah. So, so he, to accommodate that lie angle, not being too upright in the ball, not being too far away, he's gripped up on it considerably, yeah. making it look like he could probably play a 34 inch putter comfortably. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, I mean, maybe hey. this is a new thing. It's whatever it is. It worked. <laughs> it like worked it. really well. Yeah, eighth so, in putting strokes gained. Yeah, pretty good there. Um, yep, yeah, then just he's got his Garson golf. Oh, he went back to the ultimate. Had a boy, Tony. Now you're getting it. That, <laughs> just for the folks at home, that's the putter grip that I use. <laughs> there it is. That's what there it is. Because he went to the, he had the, the original one where it was the opposing thumbs where it came to like the teardrop mm-hmm. towards the thing. And then he went yep. to the quad tour, which is a little bit more boxy. Now he's got the right putter mm-hmm. grip in his, on his putter. It's about time. He he basically <laughs> found out that you use it and he's yeah. like, I'm going to give it a try. Yeah. And uh, boom, bada bing, bada boom. Bada boom. Hey, that's why. Hey, 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 hey. Eighth stroke gain putting for the week. Take Heck it. Yeah. So, no, all so. getting aside, <laughs> a good good week for him. Um, yeah, and like I said, pretty solid setup. Hasn't changed much um, besides just going to the paradigm over the road, keeping the G425 mm-hmm. in there and the Vapor Fly Pro. Like I said, until that thing breaks, it will be in his bag. Um, but he's probably out of the backup. Yeah. <laughs> or There's only like two other clubs on tour that are older than that thing. And I think one of them is Brooks's three iron, which is the same one. Yeah. And then Tiger's putter. That's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but now Taylor Gooch, what's in the bag? We had to do a little digging to find this. Cause yeah, you dug hard. <laughs> I dug and then. I was looking at it and it had it for his three wood. So he plays the cut Galloway paradigm, triple diamond with Fujikura Atmos tour prospect blue seven X. So this is a combination of two different websites. So neither of them got it all the way. Right. So I'm not going to give him credit because <laughs> I had to confirm yeah. through video evidence. And then the one that they had wrong was they had him in the Callaway 
paradigm three would but mm-hmm. visual confirmation he is playing the callaway epic speed three wood with the Ooh. mitsubishi diamana limited adx mm-hmm. in it and then his hybrid which the callaway big birthday big bertha alpha 815 which is a bigger hybrid bigger headed hybrid which is a little uncommon and that he's playing a hybrid anymore not a lot of guys do that anymore they either play the three they go the Zeran or they're they're putting in the high lofted mm-hmm. fairway wood uh, but that one comes in the that one he's got the Aldola Tour blue ATX 105 yeah EX and then he goes into a combo set in his in his irons where he plays the X Forge CB in his four through six and then the the Apex MB irons in the seven through nine with the Nippon Modus three one twenty five X's. So he definitely mm-hmm. likes a heavier shaft in his clubs. Um but then he goes to Callaway Jaws raw MD5 Raws in the 46, 52, 56, and 60. It doesn't give the grinds, and I cannot tell that by <laughs> By the video <laughs> replays of, of what those grands were. Uh, but he then he plays the the dynamic gold tour issue S400s in his wedges. So mm-hmm. then again, another heavier wedge, but able to flight it down a little bit more than the the modus. And then plays the Odyssey Trihot 5K2. And then the Tavis Pro V1. So yeah. Still all Callaway, but uh, not all the new Callaway. <laughs> Big Bertha's older. Yep. In his hybrid and, and his in his fairy, what is is the Epic Speed, which is a, a few generations older, but definitely a Callaway guy for sure. Um, but like I said, two wins in a row, eight million bucks, although. Boom. There was the article that came out that uh, 47.5 of that, the Australian government took and said, thank you very much. Um, oh, man. Before he left. Socialist economies. <laughs> um, if he was in California, it probably would have been more. <laughs> <laughs> Another um, socialist economy. <laughs> but from what I heard, he it'll shake out where he'll get some of that that back. Um I don't know how it how it all works, but you know, a little over two point two point one. Not not too bad for for three, four days of work. Um no. But yeah. That's it. No, sir. What's coming? Oh, they got the the Quail Hollow tournament, right? The Wells Fargo this week, I believe. So yeah, Wells Fargo, it is. It Wells is. Fargo. I, I dove through some of the uh, forum pictures. So yeah, yes. Wells Fargo, it is. And why did we look through the forum pictures, Weston? I looked through the form pictures brag to it. see my putter on tour. Brag it up. You can brag it up. It's okay. I, 
you can find my putter on tour thank you very much um yeah it i it's kind of a partnership with kbs they're showcasing all their new putter shafts so if you're digging through the golf wrx forums and you get to see the kbs tour staff bag you'll see a blacked out carbon putter a fan favorite of mr bloxham and yeah. uh it is dolled up with a black kbs tour uh stepped putter shaft and uh it's pure you know people picked it up um i've got some interest out there um i already got a message that one of the college players that gets um several exemptions on tour saw it and he he wants to give one a whirl so there you go looks like i'm gonna try and get a putter into a player's hands here uh pretty soon so it's exciting well they i don't believe they will be disappointed so (laughs) well thank you now it's exciting and and yeah it is so fun to go through the forums you know i've been looking at golf direct forum pictures of tour stops for over a decade and now i'm actually going through and finding a putter that i designed it's like it's surreal yeah it's pretty cool um but sounds like you're getting out to play some golf this week on friday um i'm playing wednesday and possibly friday so and yeah and this when another time this weekend so good times um about time (laughs) Uh, but yeah but i think that's it everybody thanks for listening when you get a chance we would appreciate it going to the the forums and giving us a rating and review where you can um we appreciate you and until next time we are out